Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable once again inviting you to join with us uh, around the Word of God today. Sunday Morning Alive is the title of this ministry uh, on the web. This is our time in the Word on Sunday morning. You may be getting it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next month, but whenever you come here for Sunday Morning Alive, you're going to get a sermon from the Word of God. Amen. And I just pray that God will bless you through it, instruct you through it. If you don't know Jesus, please stay tuned today. I hope the title of this sermon today, as I have prayerfully sought God for it, will be intriguing to you and that you will stay tuned and hear both the bad news and the good news. Amen. There's bad news if you don't know the Lord. There's awfully good news if you do know the Lord today. I like the Dottie Rambo song written years ago, and it wasn't near as bad as it is now in our world. But the title of the song was, The World Needs Some Good news bad. Well, praise God. I'm glad to be a preacher and a proclaimer of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that word gospel means good news. (laughs) There's a scripture in the Old Covenant that said, good news from a far country is like a cool drink of water to a man about to die of thirst. Praise God. Well, we want to give you a cool drink of water today. Amen. Right in the middle of of summertime, uh, a, a very hot summertime. If you have your Bible, get ready to open to the book of Revelation. That's where the, the, the majority of our teaching is going to come from and preaching today. We're going to be talking on this subject today, who's going to heaven and who's not. Who's going to heaven and who is not. And friend of mine, I want to make a statement today. It's all about the holy city. That's where we're going to find the answer to this question in the book of Revelation. Who can enter it and who cannot? Who can live forever inside its gates and who will live forever outside its walls or or in that place of banishment and punishment that God has prepared for the wicked. And he doesn't want anyone to go there, by the way. That place is called hell. Some people do not even believe in it anymore. It doesn't change what the Bible says about it. In fact, the Apostle Paul was so convinced of it that he said, therefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. He was motivated to to cry out for many women, boys and girls to come to Christ, repent of their sin, and make sure that their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So that that in that great white throne judgment in, in Revelation 20, when when the dead, small and great, stand before the Lord, when the sea gives up, it's dead. You see, there's going to be a resurrection of the just and the unjust. Every person is going to live forever somewhere. It's appointed unto man once to die physical death, and after this the judgment. But then there's something called the second death for those that do not know Christ as their Savior. And it says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part 
in the first resurrection over whom the second death has no power. The second death is the consigning of the soul to banishment and eternal torment. That's hard for us to conceive. It's hard for us to receive. It's hard to minister these hard messages. And yet it is a truth, not just worth knowing, but it's vital that we know it. You see, when conviction comes and Christ calls you to salvation by the Holy Spirit and God stands ready to forgive our sins and pardon us and seal us with the Holy Spirit for eternity, there's going to be a battle. The enemy is going to show you sins that you will be, will be obligated to relinquish in repentance in order to turn to Christ and be saved. This is not a work uh, warranting salvation. This is a work to obtain salvation. It is not something you earn by any merit. But I don't believe in salvation without repentance. I don't believe because of what Jesus said. You cannot serve two masters. You will love one and hate the other. Hate one and love the other. Paul reiterated that in Romans 6.16 where he said, Whoever you yield your members, servants to obey, you are his servant whom you obey. Whether sin unto death or God unto righteousness. Nowhere in the Bible is this question, who's going to heaven and who's not, answered more clearly and completely than in the last two chapters of the book of Revelation, chapter 21 and chapter 22. First, I want to talk about the city itself. Listen, Revelation 21, verse 1 through 3. It said, And I saw a new heaven. And a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Look at Hebrews now, eleven, thirteen through 16, in addition to this. It said, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embrace them, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. I'm going to tell you, God wants you to live with him. God doesn't want you to be lost. In fact, hell was not designed for man at all. It was designed for the devil and the fallen angels. But the Bible says in the Old Covenant that hell has enlarged itself to accommodate the nations that turn away from God. 
How do we know God wants us to live with Him forever and that God wants to live with us forever as well? Because He prepared for us a city. I love what Paul said about not thinking about where he came from, but looking forward to where he was going to. He said, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Friend, if you're a Christian today, never look back. Remember Lot's wife. She was delivered from the city of destruction, from Sodom, Gomorrah, those twin cities that fiery judgment was getting ready to fall upon. She she didn't go back, but she wanted to go back. And therefore, she looked back. And when she looked back, a judgment fell on her. She became a pillar of salt. Why, why, why that? Why that? Because it's such an extraordinary thing. It is to, to imprint it in the memory of those people in that time and us in this time. Jesus reiterated, He said, remember Lot's wife. In other words, don't look back or you'll be drawn back. Don't look back. You may end up going back. If God has set you free, look forward. Press forward. Praise God. Listen to Hebrews eleven eight through 10. It says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out in a place where he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles, literally tents. This man that God made so rich didn't live as if he was going to live here forever. He was looking for a city. <laughs> Glory be to God. Dwelling in tents, that's tabernacle here, means tents with Isaac and Jacob. I'm sure it was a nice tent, a fancy tent, a wonderful tent, but it wasn't some, some great edifice of stone and, 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 and stucco and, and whatever they had to build great edifices with. With Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Listen to verse 10. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. The Old Testament saints believed that God had a plan and a place for them to live forever with him and him with them. Jesus comforted his disciples and he comforted them and encouraged them with these words. And how many funerals has this been read? And it's all about a place. It's all about a person. It's all about a city. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Many people get so focused on the place he's prepared, we begin to lose sight of the person who has prepared it. 
It's His blood sprinkled on the mercy seat that allows us to live in this holy city. Notice the place is prepared so we can live with Christ and the Father forever. We used to sing it in our church and when I first became a Christian, looking for a city. Let me just give you the lyrics to that song. Here among the shadows, in a lonely land, we're a band of pilgrims on the move. Burdened down with sorrows. Now listen, I know we're supposed to to never, ever get down. But the Apostle Paul said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We are cast down. We're not forsaken. We are, we are, we are persecuted, but not destroyed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Amen. Shun, burdened down with sorrows. That means persecuted. Amen. And it's here and it's going to intensify. Burdened down with sorrows, shunned on every hand, <laughs> looking for a city built above. You know, persecution to the believer is a badge of authenticity that we really belong to Christ because Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. But if, if they, if they do not persecute you, it's because the world loves its own. Amen. Listen, the world loves its own, but you are not of this world. Hallelujah. Looking for a city where we'll never die. There the sainted millions never say goodbye. There we'll meet our Savior and our loved ones too. Come, O Holy Spirit, all our hopes renew. One more verse quickly. In this land of dangers, going here and there, trusting in the blessed Savior's love. Though we may be strangers in this world of care, we're looking for a city built above. Amen. Who can enter that city is the great question. Revelation 22 and verse 14. Blessed are they that do His commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. I want to read it again. Blessed are they that do His commandments. Now listen, His commandment, there's the Ten Commandments that no one could ever keep them perfectly. No one. That's why God sent Jesus. That's why God sent a Savior. Jesus gave two commandments that allows us to keep the whole ten. <laughs> Amen. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Upon these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Speaking of the full Ten Commandments, and God wants us to keep them, but if you love your neighbors yourself, you you're not going to murder him. If you love your neighbors yourself, you're not going to want to covet his wife and take his wife away from him. If you love your neighbors yourself, you're not going to steal his automobile or steal his lawnmower or steal his home, beat him out of it. And listen, if you love God with all of your heart, you will want to please him. You won't do it perfectly, but you'll have a perfect heart to obey even though you struggle with weak flesh. 
Amen. In the best Greek manuscripts, do his commandments is translated, washed their robes. You see, that is his commandment. Acts 17 and verse 30, God commandeth men everywhere to repent. And when we do that, he's able to forgive us and redeem us and save us and pardon our sins. When we repent of our sin and receive Christ as our Savior, we spiritually wash our robes. Amen. Hallelujah. Who, who, who are these people? Who are these people who, who, who John saw in the book of Revelation coming out of every kindred and tongue and nation that have been saved? And, and the angel says unto him, These are they who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. We sing that great Christian hymn of the faith. Hallelujah. Are you washed in the blood? We sing there is power in the blood of the Lamb. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. Revelation 22 and verse 15 Speaking of the city, says, For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Friend, it will be a fearful thing to stand before God in sin-stained robes when He has offered to have that robe washed in the blood of the Lamb. Look with me at Revelation 7. 13 through 17. And one of the elders answered and said unto me, What are these who are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? And I said unto them, Sir, thou knowest. He said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, therefore, they are before the throne of God and serving day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth upon the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne shall feed them, shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. He's not just going to dab your eyes with something. He's going to remove the hurtful memories of the, of the past, of living in a faulty body, a fallen world. All of that hurt and all of that pain is going to be taken out of your heart that you might be fully enjoying heaven for all eternity. The unsaved cannot enter. There's no back door, no one with sin-stained garments. Listen to Revelation 21, 22 through 27. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. I saw no temple. There was no need, you see, for a temple. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon to shine in it. For the glory of the Lord did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. 
and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, and there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall be in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Friend of mine, when you get saved, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. We're told in the, in the early pages of the book of Revelation to be faithful and, and our name would not be blotted out of the book of life. In the, in the great white throne judgment in Revelation chapter 20, when the dead, both small and great, the sea, land gives up its dead, the sea gives up its dead, and everyone whose name was not found in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, everyone will be cast into hell. Everyone will be lost and damned forever. That's hard stuff, but that's true stuff. Sin is serious and hell is real. That's a, a sermon title of, I thought I'd never hear a message, message after message. I listened to other ministers and ministries. I thought I would never hear a message on the place and the plight of every person who have not washed their robes in the Lamb's own precious blood for the cleanness and cleanliness that's necessary to live in this city. It's not something we do. It's something God does in our behalf. By grace you are saved. Through faith it's the gift of God. It is not of works lest any man should boast. But we are created unto good works when we come to know Christ as our Savior. Amen. Listen, friend. It's so important to know that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life today. The Bible says of believers, of true Christians, our conversation is in heaven literally translated. It says our citizenship is in heaven. This holy city records the names of those as citizens of heaven while we're yet here on earth. Amen. If you truly born again, born above, confessed your sins, received Jesus as your Savior, your name is pinned in that book of life. And it's the only those who are not in the book of life that will face the final judgment in that resurrection, the resurrection of the unjust to be consigned with the false prophet and with the devil and his fallen angels in that place of torment and eternal banishment outside the walls of the holy city. But friend of mine, we who are saved will live inside those walls forever, age without end. If you don't know Christ as your Savior today, I urge you, I urge you, God wants you in that city. He has prepared a place for you and for me. And if we come to know Christ as our Savior, He's prepared us 
for the place. Hallelujah. He has cleansed us with the washing of water by the word. He has, he has cleansed us with the soul cleansing blood of the lamb. Jesus took our filthy robe stained with sin, wore it to the cross even though he never sinned, and he took our punishment. He took our place. And he exchanged that robe and that punishment that really should have been ours and gave us his robe of righteousness that we might be saved. Oh, friend, what a Savior. What an opportunity today to wash our robes, make them white in the blood of Jesus. The cross cries, come and be saved. Jesus cries from the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Today, he's calling you. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, repent of your sins. Run to Jesus. Receive him as your Savior. He'll write your name in the Lamb's book of life. Heaven, the holy city that's going to come down before it comes down and before Jesus comes back, it will record your name as a citizen of that holy city. And while you live upon the earth, you can sing, I'm, I'm looking for a city up above. Glory be to God. We love you today, saints of God. Look up. Look up. Jesus is coming very, very soon. Amen.